Hi, I'm Rich Beanstalk. And this is CC DeVille from Poison. No, actually, it's Tom Bojour. And uh, we're the authors of Nothing But a Good Time. And you're listening to the Metalhead, the Middle Age Metalheads podcast. This is CC again. Tom, stop fucking this thing up. And uh, you should keep listening to it forever and ever as long as they're making it because they're awesome and they had us on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Middle Age Metalheads, you rule. Hello again, everybody, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, here we are for another episode of Middle-Aged Metalheads, as always, joined by Colin Bosler, Metal Lord, straight out of Whitehall, Pennsylvania. Hey, hey. Aha, we also got David Timoney coming straight from Philly. Yep. And John Harden, right at the heart of Texas in Austin. Yo. The heart of Texas. And I'm Michael Stamps, and we're going to do a, we're going to do a little series here for us um and it's going to be a little sort of mixtape uh trade-off here where each of uh, the middle-aged metalheads here will put together a little thematically related mixtape and share also sort of like torture also delight one another and you at home as well uh so i got uh, first draw this week uh, so we're going to spend some time looking at uh, the mixtape that I prepared, uh, which we will talk about on the other side of the week in metal. The middle-aged metal has got the week, week in metal. It's the week in metal, the week, week in metal. Nobody in my life talks about urine more than you do, Michael. Well, you just, you, you make the water come out of my eyes and also the tip of my penis. It's just weird. Dings. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, where's the little bell? Where's the bell? So, uh, what, what, what do we, we're, we're going to, I'm going to skip my week in the metal because I'm going to spend a lot of time we're gonna, tonight. We're, oh so. my gosh, you're going to talk so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have, I have one that I thought was rather interesting. So, uh, cause I thought of you, Michael. <laughs> it, it, okay. well, because if you've ever wanted to record a song with Gene Simmons, you can. What? Yep. He's what? inviting people to come to Abbey Road Studios on July 10th. And those of you that are willing to pay the low, low price of 5,000 pounds, which is about six grand US, you can go sit next to Gene Simmons and he will record a kiss song for you and talk to you and give you some of his memorabilia out of his vault. What? Wow. Yeah. 
I mean, that's not a. It's not. I was going to say the same thing, David. It doesn't seem that bad price wise. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I would say there are probably people who have spent six grand for like good tickets and like a five minute meet and greet. Oh, easy. Absolutely. That can't be right. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's the disinterred corpse of that lady from. Sinking of the Titanic, that movie. That, you uh, are you are guaranteed a unique one of a kind item that will come with a certificate of authenticity, and he will re- he, fans will hear stories from his long career. Uh, take away items from his Kiss collection. He'll sign some of them, and you can record a Kiss song with him. He's just, giving, he's just giving away some of the underwear that's been thrown on stage. Are you playing with him, or just watching him play a Kiss song? I the way I took it was that you can record with him. I mean, Dave. Gene Simmons will record a Kiss Come song on. with you. And, and, and Gene's band. I, I, I wouldn't have checked out this link, too. And all of the promo stuff looks really janky. Like Dave, show up with your six stuff. grand and say you want to do Hooligan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Hooligan. <laughs> I, I, to me, I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting thing that I saw. It's like a money-making scheme in, in not saying that you would put past Gene, but uh, this one looks a little, a little iffy. It seems like I don't know. Come, here's my six grand. I want to, I want to see, I want to see people like start to like post their uh, recordings up on uh, on the What's YouTube. The, what is the best and worst song someone could do with you? Hooligan, like you just said. That's, That's not the, the worst. worst. Great expectations. <laughs> yeah, great expectations is definitely right. Up. <laughs> almost, almost, almost human. Yeah, oh, <laughs> exactly. Almost great. human. It gets worse. I guess you're right. Anything from Psycho Circus. Or what was that? No hate. The song that Mike picked uh, on oh, the hate. deep cuts. Hate would be <laughs> would be shit. Like Gene would have to relearn it. Uh, Don't worry, when Gene, I say got... relearn it, he never learned it. Like yeah. and they just got through it. And that's okay. I brought six grand and Carol. I don't know K. what what would be the best song. Christine uh, 16. God of Thunder, going, probably. Yeah, if we, if we each pick one, Colin's Go, picking God of Thunder. Yeah. I'm going Going Blind. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good Gene song. Yeah. Going Christine 16. I, I, it's I think I'm great. going uh, either She mm. or Domino. Ooh, I don't know why you call. guys like Domino. Domino is real good. I'm going to go back. Every time you listen, every time you mention it, I go listen to it. And I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, just don't get why anybody likes this song. Oy vey. You're not supposed to like it. No, I'm, <laughs> guess, I'm looking. If you forward. got an extra six grand around, go ahead and sit. Dude, with I'm looking forward for like Ollie G to show up with six grand, dude. I, That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I'm all for it. <laughs> we got other weekend metal items. You know, I was reading this article and I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. It's not particularly metal, but the article is is titled why do we stop exploring new music as we get older and it, it kind of there's a little bit of research they refer to and it's a nice little article but honestly i think the the best kind of speculative response is that most of what we hear that we connect with because we've got spare time and some spare money and we could spare a couple of hormones is that adolescence kind of like determines our direction because we're so like charged up in emotion um, and it's where like a lot of like brain formation happens that that casts some some long memories that associate with a lot of uh, things in our lives 
And, you know, beyond that, it's, you know, the article talks about it, and I think we would too. It's like you just run out of money and time. You yeah. Know? I, that, yeah. That was going to be my answer too, is time. I, you know, I think if you're going to dig a lot deeper, and plus, we already, at this point, we already have hundreds of bands that we like and listen to and of those hundreds of bands a lot of them aren't putting out music anymore but a lot of them are you know and it's it's like this week i didn't go digging for new bands to listen to because the gorillas put out a new album and i listened to that because i Is already know i like them and it's all right yeah. it's not it's not great to be honest like i think it's okay um but i you know i, I colin and mike definitely have their finger on the pulse of, of newer music I, I just listened to something new this week do. absolutely Colin's the king of band camp like you know he hears it all yeah yeah I mean I, I try I try. I mean I, I, I've i got a willing ear I don't always have the time or the interest I, I, you know I put on a record today that I love you ever do this you put on a record that you love and you're like it's not new to listen to it Oh yeah, yeah it happens like, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, if listeners want to go back, you can hear me do that in real time when we did "Out of the Cellar" as a listening party. <laughs> 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 and, and it's also a great record, but like, if you're just not feeling it. Hey, you know what? This record sucks. No, it doesn't suck. It, it doesn't just, suck. It I think it's a time and place. Sometimes. Wasn't sometimes, as good as yeah. I remembered. Yeah. Well, that's because it's associated with all that angst and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, and, I, and I and I think too, like parts like confirm the person's theory too is, you know, once once you get a little more advanced in age, you know, you know, you get into like a little nostalgia zone as well, and it's like you want to sort of like relive the memories that are associated with that music, and so you kind of like stay dialed in that way. Whereas new music is challenging you to like forge new memories and make new experiences and that could as always feel like a little uncharted and weird and kind of like i don't know this is like this is for the for the youngs and i'm of the old yeah, just drink until you feel like an adolescent again there you go but i, I listened to like uh the alternative nation on on sirius xm and uh you hear like a lot of cool shit on there it's like i'm i'm glad i heard you know like new new jack white he was on SNL last night. And again, that's, that's Jack White and the White Stripes. That goes back to, like, you know, early 90s. So. Hey, it's joke. weird that you bring him up, Mike, because he played some stuff last night, and I was like, what is this? Is this new? And yeah. I went and looked. He put out an album in July mm-hmm. last year <laughs> that I didn't even know came out, and I love Jack White. Yeah. That's so I see, like, so if you're not if you're not tuned into it, you, you could kind of miss it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He has put out a new record, too, and it's like, Holy shit! There's another band that's like yeah, twenty years. I don't know if this happens to you, man. Like I, every once in a while, either it'll be on a TV show, like in the background or something, or something like there was that dude was just on like American Idol. These people are there's these songs out there that are like super ultra mega emotional, and I'm like, who the heck listens to this stuff, man? It's like, kids, like just yeah. be balling dude the guy's like oh my dad died a couple of months ago and he taught me to play music i only play music or exist on this earth because of him i miss him so much here's a song it starts playing i'm like oh my god right Lionel richie's there crying dude some other dude i never heard of is there crying that's the production value they're trying to get they're trying to engage people i mean this is a great song but did somebody die no you're gone 
Not yet. But I don't even know where these songs come from. It's all like it's every. Too bad Gene didn't introduce Christine sixteen like that. Like, dude, that would have been awesome. <laughs> like, like emotionally, plaster caster. There you go. I usually don't say things to dead girls. Your wow, oh, holy cow! Oh wow! This that turns out right. this episode is going to be great. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, until I got it on lock. Uh, That's our weekend metal. uh, John, did you got like a little weekend metal bit? Nah, nothing. I saw good. I mean, Guns N' Roses is going out on another leg of the Not in This Lifetime tour, and and I posted it. It's like, how many lifetimes are we talking at this point? Because like they have been on this Not in Your Lifetime tour for four years now. No new songs. No set change. No set list change. Uh, no visual change. Like uh, th- now, they're starting to go back to the same stadiums they've already played uh, <laughs> on, on this tour. That's no lie. It's looking it's, for his wallet. Hey, man! I, people are still <laughs> going, and I have seen the show several times. I enjoyed it every time, but I'm I'm tapping out. Like I'm not doing this one. Like I've already seen it. Yeah, as you said though, John, the key is people keep showing up. Yeah, that's the thing. Don't keep going as long as to relive our youth. They're going to keep playing, dude. I mean, before the stadium tour, how many times did Def Leppard drag out the same tour for? They did it for like a decade. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've been teaching the same course every fall for like nine years. It's their job, (laughs) you know. I get it. Thing, but. No, yeah, it's, it's, that yeah. and uh, and John Five started officially in Motley Crue. They've been doing some South America dates. It's actually pretty good, from what I heard. Like, I hinted, there's two crew stories this week. One, Vince got caught lip syncing. Surprise. Oh, two, uh, John Five started with Motley Crue, and we had we had sort of theorized why would you get someone like John Five when most of the show is on rails. Uh, already, you know, if they're using tracks and and everything's sort of preset, but the stuff I saw, they're sort of giving him some some free reign. Like he was he was playing in his style, Motley Crue songs, but in his style and and Ooh. adding adding his flavor to it. I thought it sounded pretty good. Dude, nice. you should just do a whole set that's like freaking Zach Wild squeals like every three seconds. <laughs> John yeah, Five's awesome. I, he's he's a great guitarist. So I, you know, he's uh, I I wish he would have been playing with him when I saw them. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Huh? Quite frankly, I mean, yep. because Mick was just like, you know, a, a, a hunched over shell in the corner of the stage, right. pretty much not moving. Like the so. fifth guy from the Young Ones. And the fifth yeah, guy from yeah. the Adams family. <laughs> yeah, so they, yeah, they they just did. I think last week they were at uh, Atlantic City for a couple nights. Yes, they with, were. Uh, with the Def Leppard. So yeah, yeah, they don't have that many shows in North America this time around. No, yeah, most of this is going to be Europe. Yeah, and they're, they'll if they come back, they'll come back and they'll they'll do what Guns N' Roses is doing. It's like they're just going to rake your couch money. Sounds like they're going to do Vegas. That's, oh, that's, like a that's the word on the mean streets. Is it sounds like there might be a Motley Crue residency coming up? Okay. Well, then you, you know people are going to go to that. Yeah. So they ain't no fools. Um, you know, it's as long as long as people keep coming, they're going to keep doing what they're going to do. And oh, well, I, that residency is a good idea. I mean, if every if touring costs are going up for these bands and fuel is going up and and travel and everything, having the having the fans come to you makes sense financially. 
And uh, and it also gives the fans a little bit of added value. I think you're not having to tear down the stage and move to the next town. If you can do something cool uh, in a place, people will go to it. I, you know, I'm planning on going to that U2 show at the end of the year. They're only playing, I think, 12 shows total. But yeah. you know, they're opening up that new the the stage, the Spear. Uh, that's being built at the Venetian, um, which looks great. I mean, it's a $2 billion venue. Yeah. And yeah, the venue is only going to be for residencies. So, and you two yeah. will have the first one and they're raking it in. Yeah. No, and, and again, it's like you, you just, it's not even like, uh, you know, build it and they will come. It's just sort of like go where they come and Vegas people show up. Yeah. You, you thought I was going to say come again, but I did. <laughs> I had the bell ready. <laughs> do they, do, I mean, so do, could you see, and I don't want to drag this out too long, but I mean, if the big bands did their tour, made their money, and then just like cut their tour in half, like minimal tour, and then just parked themselves in Vegas for like two weeks, you think that would, you think people would go to Vegas to see those shows? Yes. Yeah, probably. Enough, like enough to run it? I mean, yeah, I guess I, I'm, I, mean, I'm I, don't, I don't see why not. It's like a, a lot of those bands, like Motley Crue's already done a residency once. They did one at the Hard Rock for, I want to say, like six weeks, something like that. And I actually saw that show and it was great. Um, that, that was quite a while ago. That was that, and that was at the Hard Rock, too, which is a, it was, yeah. a bit smaller venue. Yeah. A really small venue. Yeah, that's true, Mike. That's a good point. It does give fans also a chance to see a bigger act like that in a more intimate space. Yeah. Uh, Aerosmith had that recent residency that's been off and on with through their ailments and, and, and rehabilitations uh, in Vegas. I'm trying to think of who else has, has done what other rock acts have done. Well, Kiss uh, tried to pull one off there, but I think Kiss was they, planning it and then bailed. But but, but COVID kind of came in. Yeah, and we we even had tickets for it, and uh, then then COVID kind of cut that short, or they had to like go on, you know, their rest of their uh, big, you know, world tour and whatnot. Yeah. So I know Journey did it at the Hard Rock. I you know I guess I guess we'll see how this Motley thing goes and where it goes. Uh, really? There's no more Hard Rock. Anymore, at least for the time being, they're they're rebuilding the Hard Rock on the Strip. So okay, yeah, the the Hard Rock now is the Virgin Casino. Uh, The the old Hard Rock is now the Virgin Casino, and uh, Treasure Island is going to become the new Hard Rock on the Strip. Hmm. Weird. Okay, yeah, Vegas is always changing. As anybody, well, I lived there for six years and. It's bar- bar- barely recognizable to like what it was when when I left back in the late you know twenty aughts. So huh. we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> but there you go. It's like yeah, if there's still money out there to like you know grab out of people's pockets, these bands, as we know, going back to David's point, you know the, the nostalgia you know thing will, will lure you back in, especially summertime. Vegas like, is happy to help. <laughs> there you go. So what are we doing tonight? What's the what's the shtick here that we got? What's the what's the what's theme? The, what are we doing? What's the shtick? What's the wow. shtick? Stick. Yeah. Well, the shtick is we're gonna do like a little punched in Judy show. No, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so we we were all called upon here to do, uh, to do a little. Uh, hold hold on a second here. I got Uh-oh. something going on. Oh. Uh, 
All right. Edit that shit out. Anyhow, so to answer Colin's question, what are we doing tonight? Well, everybody was called upon to uh, put together their own thematic mixtape. Um, and, you know, what What uh, I did after like a little bit of, uh, I think there was some thought and then there was some brainstorming and then there was just sort of like, yeah, then it just kind of came together, just kind of like all fit together. Um, so I, I put together a little list that gets you from uh, 1985 to 1991. Uh, the theme is uh, metal goes to the movies. Um, and uh, I know David and I had tried this before. We did like, you know, there's a lot of horror movies um, who are, you know, again, like the, the sort of intersection between horror and metal, you know, goes goes way back. It's right there in the DNA of the band Black Sabbath. Um, but uh, this is a little more uh, 80s kind of friendly in, in the way that, you know, this sort of like underdog musical genre by the time you're in 1985, it's just reaching a point of almost sort of like oversaturation and it's getting into like TV shows, popular films, soundtracks. We, we, we see it now almost uh, obviously as it's meant, like satirically when you see it uh, in uh, you know television commercials, whether it's Geico or other sort of like stuff where you're gonna see like White Snake and Europe and Rat. Like, what's this all about? It's for the old who remember the metal and they laugh and the kids are confused. But um, I, I, again, going on, on the theme we started with tonight, it's like I find it like terribly uh, sentimental to like think about like, oh, I don't know, like this is like January 1985. John and I were at Spring Grove junior high and it wasn't called the junior high it was just spring grove school and uh, we were you know in eighth grade and there was this television show called it's your move uh that starred a very young jason bateman which uh people of this day would recognize as the the great actor in uh, arrested development as well as ozark among, among other things and here he's introducing the band Dregs of Humanity that uh, his character Matt and his friend Eli have put together um, as a way to cover for like some bad uh, business planning that went by. And uh, so he's he's here introducing the band and they fucking rock. Also, they're completely fake and puppets. Not what? like Emmett Otter puppets. <laughs> You thought I was going to bring some Emmett Otter to the party. I only do that indirectly because that, that goes back a little bit. Uh, I think that's like 78 or so. So this is but, not a, because that was one of the questions I had, Michael. This is not a real band. There, well, actually, you'll, you'll see the vi visuals of it if you're, if you're clicking on the YouTube link. And you'll see that they're, the, the, the kids, uh, Matt and Eli, are putting something over on the folks at their little school and stuff and it's right like, i just i didn't know if it was something from a like like fashioned after a band i, I, that, no, that I, I, I okay. tried to find out like some of the information about like a what is the name of the song two like who performed it and three who did the puppetry but <laughs> that's what i was kind of wondering okay no but like it, it's just it, it's one of those things where 
Uh, I remember like Ferg and I having a conversation with it because this was a two part episode for, uh, you know, uh, it's your turn. So, uh, you know, it, they have like great success here. Um, and so if we get uh, everybody's got their little cursor or maniculum over the play, we will uh, do this in one, two, three. How's that? Okay. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you. The dregs of humanity! You know it looks like a wasp show. <laughs> it with does. All, with all the sort of like fog and stuff. The capes. It's like King Diamond. <laughs> and, there's, and there's Eli doing all the puppetry, apparently. Right. They even got a keyboard player. No faces. Right. Yeah. And Jason's rocking his like derrigur sort of eighty sweater. Well, yeah. You know, and everybody's like, I thought this band was dead, but like, nope, they're totally alive right now. But they're all skeletons dressed up and kids are rocking. <laughs> they love the fuck out of this, and why shouldn't they? This what was this song? It's your move? It's your yeah, that was the name of the show. I don't know that I've ever seen this. I was well. I, I want. I want to say, and just pardon me for a sec. I think I was doing cooler stuff in 1985. I, well, you you might have been. But I was. Uh, I was 14. I think John and I were both 14. So it's like this was on TV. You'd watch this. Maybe some. Give me the. Give me a break. And I did like. Alf. Dude, watch I love that Alf. Dolph. Dolph Sweet and Give Me a Break. He was cool then. Yeah, but but again, like the kids are eating up the hard rock and metal and stuff. I mean, it's amazing Jason Bateman didn't just go another direction completely, <laughs> right? He he could have easily just sort of like you know committed a series of crimes while he was a, a youngin, uh, but uh, he didn't. Everybody but uh, so that's the dregs of humanity right there. That was mm -hmm. uh, you know. That was pretty hot. When it goes right into your uh, right into your next song, I believe there's something here making some noises, but that I'm going to have to kill. Um, the next one I've seen, I've seen this movie. I, I thought I thought this movie was great. Okay, so now I'm going to admit, when this movie came out, I wasn't that into Van Halen. You okay. were more into the claymation puppet. Michael, what are we watching here? <laughs> we are going to stop this here, and we are going to watch a little bit of the video that goes with uh, this uh, a really small film. Uh, you know, you know, considering its budget, uh, starring John Cusack. Uh, so this is Better Off Dead from 1985. And again, I was definitely watching this in 1985. All right. So, like, <laughs> so this, this comes out in August. So this is definitely a summertime film. And John and I definitely saw this at the showcase in Hollister. Oh, my God. I've, I've seen this probably 200 times. Easy. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's, like, there's, there's, you know, I, I don't know, so many lines in there that are memorable, whether it's, like, do you know the street value of all this snow? It's Savage Steve Holland is the director. There you go. Also did One Crazy Summer, who also yeah. yep. did, uh, did an animated show called Eek the Cat. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, that. Eek the Cat. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. 
No, there were days that we would come home, like in college, and rather than putting music on to like hang out, we'd put this movie on. You know what I mean? Like instead of putting a record on in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. No, hundred percent. And then you know you'd be doing a bunch of stuff, and somebody like, oh, this is the best part. No, they're they're they're. It's made up of lots of good parts. Dude, and like Mr. Vargas doesn't give them homework, and they're all just like, oh. or or the the sort of street racing with the the Asian American uh, neighbors oh, right. and stuff, where the guy has, has learned English from like listening to Howard Coast. Wide world of sports. Yeah. Yeah. So these are like references. Like people going back now, they're like, I don't get that. Why was that funny? Um, and yeah, I guess uh, so. also, two dollars. You owe me two dollars. Right. Yeah. I still say that to this day. I want my two dollars. Two weeks. There you Ten go. Papers. So, uh, in, in this particular scene, um, our our protagonist, played by uh, John Cusack, is uh, going a little sort of like Frankenstein, and he's going to create uh, a burger based on the theme of the the restaurant that he works at, which is everybody wants some. So naturally. You're gonna have uh, some Van Halen in here, and you're gonna have some claymation burger rockin', where the burger and burger lady, and there's gonna be a Eddie Van Halen guitar. So if you got it all loaded up here, we'll we'll do it in three. I'm done already. We're done, yeah. dude. We're we're rolling, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're okay. playlisting, dude. We're on to the next song. We're on to the next song. Yeah. We are. Okay. Man behind the mask. Okay. Oh, you guys are you guys are listening to? It. I'm not, I'm not hearing it at all. Okay, so we're so from there we go on to uh, Alice Cooper. It, something of a comeback for him too, um, and also a comeback for uh, Jason here in part six. Jason lives from 1986, um, and I, I remember like the the excitement of this because it was definitely like one of those videos that was uh, definitely tied into uh, you know. The movie, so you you're basically getting two commercials at once. You're, how far along are you guys into listening to this now? I'm about 45 seconds in. Yep. Okay, music, music just stopped, started. Yeah, I mean, I remember this came out. I I don't know why, but it seemed like Alice Cooper had not put out a record in a really long time, and I know that that wasn't true because he just put a record out the previous year. But I'm gonna say nobody bought it. What came no, out the I, previous year? Um, Isn't that zipper catch his skin? Either zipper, no, I think it was Dolly or something. The one with the skull on the front. And then Constrictor comes out after this. Yeah, yeah. So like this, this is really like his sort of like comeback into the sort of '80s metal scene where he's kind of like uh, he's watching know, everyone like pretend state, to be him. Statesman of <laughs> exactly <sort>. right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, give me some of that fucking money. Yeah, right. Like that's. Yeah, da- it was Dada, not Dolly. Dada came out in '83. Yeah, so I guess it was a couple years, um, because like a load of those records came out. He's pushing them out like every year, every two years, and then Dada was Dada. I think had some singles on it, but um, I didn't know anybody who had. I didn't know it. I didn't know it for years. Bob Ezrin was on that and all that. So yeah, this song is just good. okay. It's it's yeah. just you know. It, it doesn't do a lot for me, but I get the the point of it. It was a, a soundtrack song. It gave him an opportunity to be part of something trendy at the time. But 
It's no Dream Warriors, I'll tell you that. It is nowhere near (laughs) Thank God. Dream Warriors is great. But it it fits so perfectly with, uh, you know, with Alice's reputation, his look. And again, this is uh, 86, so again, like 15 years old. It's like summertime. It's like, oh my gosh, this will be the best Friday the 13th movie ever. (laughs) And... It was better than like five because like five is like well, a first of all, it was in three D, right? But, wasn't uh, this 3D? No, three was in three D. Um, five, the new blood. I think uh, so, yeah. yeah, five, five is yeah. the new blood. Yeah, where does it actually include Jason? No, Just that one's as terrible. One doesn't actually Sucks. include Jason. Well, except for like dream sequences and shit. Jason, I'm talking. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I liked this record. I listened, This record was heavy rotation for me. But, you know, with the caveat, this is back when you bought a record, so you freaking listened to it and you loved it. It's, it's, a, both it's ways. a bit of a dance track even, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got that single bass line on the keyboard. Yeah, that might be Kip Winger holding that down. I don't know. Sounds like the I, intro to Friday quite, Night quite Video. Likely. <laughs> But uh, so this 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 starts like a re- a real trend where it's like okay so you got a horror movie you got like some sort of like mm, heavy metal shit that's gonna be pretty interesting for us and then we just like put that peanut butter and chocolate right together <laughs> and kids will eat it up and and again like you, you know Alice Cooper reaped the benefits of this with like the next couple records uh, where. You know, he fit right in with like hair metal and stuff, strangely. Um, and his his songs obviously sounded a little bit like them too. Kind of corny, kind of a little uh cheesily produced, but uh, you know. And he's still out there too, just as Jason still is too. Um is this still playing now? Yeah, it's the yeah. ending uh chatter. It's the outro. Jason. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, no, and, and again, it's like it's all set up with like, oh, I get it, and Alice is going to show up, and it's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right, but uh, <laughs> so uh, so from there, if you you know, we're we're still talking about like the the, the sort of confluence of heavy metal and horror. Who could forget? And, and also television too. We got uh, October nineteen eighty six. The film Trick or Treat appears. Um, and it is uh, what well, features everybody's favorite uh, Skippy from Family Ties. Right, yeah. Um, and the entire soundtrack, if you haven't heard it, is done by none other than Fastway. So they do all the songs. They have like an entire album. And we're, we're merely going to listen to uh, the Trick or Treat song title track. Uh, and if you haven't seen the film, it, it also uh, uh, features some interesting cameos. Uh, by uh, Gene Simmons and uh, Simmons, and Ozzy, yeah. uh, Gene plays uh, 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 kind of like a shock jock, uh, and uh, Ozzy plays quite predictably right? a televangelist. Yeah, yeah. So now, uh, now this is this is a is this about as close as you come to straight to video when this record when this movie came out? No, pretty, no. Oh, Mike and close. I saw this. In the we, theater, yeah, we uh, saw, saw it at the cable. showcase. I mean, yeah. rewatching this, pretty hard to believe Skippy didn't make it, huh? Sorry, yeah. Mark Price. 
Can you imagine that dude sits down with his sits down with his his agent and he's like, "How can I capitalize on all this fame I'm getting from Family Ties?" Yeah, one, he doesn't have an agent. Two. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, and again, like, what about Jason's sister, Jake, Justine? She didn't go much further than Family Ties either. I don't think she wanted to. She got all hippied out, dude. She's like running a grow facility somewhere or something. There you go. Wasn't like she some sort in of light of day? She really was. Kind of was, yeah. Right with yeah. Joan Jet. So yeah. that that didn't take her terribly far. Yeah, I think Skippy but, is like. Uh, he, last I checked, he was an extra in like a Kirk Cameron movie. <laughs> Are you guys uh, you guys got this listening right now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, how, hey, how know, far I, I don't know a whole lot of. We're two minutes into this uh, this tape here, and I, I don't know that I know much. Fastway, what did they have a hit? Yeah, they say what you hits. will. Say what you will. They play the crap out of that. That's a pretty yeah. good song. Is it? It's a great it's better song. Than this. I mean, they're not bad. I just, I, it's like when you're, you know, when you're like going through the liner notes and you're reading Hit Parader and stuff like that, and you see Eddie Clark, and there he is on stage with Motorhead, and you're like, oh, Eddie Clark, that's cool. It's fast Eddie yeah. Clark. Why are you calling fast it's Eddie Pete Clark? Way too. Yeah. Oh right, I got it. Fast Way. They love that crap. Yeah, it's so it, clever. It's kind of, kind of Mustang's like, let me, uh, let me help a lot you of different bands. <laughs> Dude, that's a good Dave Mustaine. Yeah, that's not bad. Get some, get some tiger but, blood. Uh, yeah, so like a, you know, among other people, Blackie Lawless was uh, originally approached to play the the role of Sammy Kerr, the, the the dead rock star who was resurrected and puts, you know, this. That would have uh, been way cooler. Yeah, man. It, this guy's actually pretty cool too, but like, yeah, that would have that would have been cooler. But we'll we'll stay posted for like a, a blackie alert here later on the on the the mix here. Mm. So it's like, yeah, obviously not like not a big movie, but it's definitely you know if you're into metal, everybody and knows horror, it, right? Yeah, it, there's a big cult it following the for, two together. for this movie. When I put it on the website, it sells pretty quick <laughs> every time. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. It's great stuff here, and uh, I'm not I sure actually like. Go ahead, David. I'm still bothered by this name, Fastway. I liked the name <laughs> before I knew where it came from. Oh, okay, <laughs> now I hate well, it. Well, well, yeah, it's obviously pretty stupid. Hold on, I'm gonna write a letter. All right. Well, <laughs> now I hate uh, it. Pete Way is Eddie. dead. So. Dear Eddie, <laughs> it's come to my yeah. attention. Yeah, and now now people start getting roasted and stuff. So that's awesome. That's 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 basically it for like the actual performance. Mm. Actually, well, we get... it goes bad. It basically, goes bad. <laughs> basically going to be ripped off by uh, everyone's other favorite favorite Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus. Come watch us perform, and we are going to like hypnotize and or Dude, murder. Spoiler you. alert. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hocus <laughs> Pocus. It's been out for a couple days. The first one or the second one? Uh, both. It's kind of what they do. All right. You're talking about the one with the old ladies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Be- before they were actually right, old let's ladies. Let's get into some goodness are here. You, are you guys really making me listen to this? Again. We did this on the video episode, too. Ooh. Yeah, I, we I was here? playing we a dream war. I was playing a game. Got- this is this is the best tie-in song. All right, so I, we're we're mining a little seam here, and uh, now you got more heavy metal, 
and horror brought to you by the boys in Dawkins as they too uh, you know come into a nightmare on Elm Street 3 probably one of the better sequels uh, the dream warriors from February 1987 and this this was a video that got lots of fucking play on MTV yeah. at this point for real yeah Colin and I might put this in our mixtapes as well just for oh, David's benefit <laughs> oh that's that'd be super cool and, and I appreciate for- that you're going movies on this and all but when I said, hey, let's do mixtapes, I thought it was going to be all like ballads, like stuff oh, you'd make for ballads. your chicks. Oh, oh so really? That we oh. make for each other. Good try. Yeah, like, my, list, my list is not ballady at all. Let's hold yeah. hands. <laughs> uh, so where, where, where are you I'm guys? I'm going to change mine to all ballads now. <laughs> I'm not. Where, where are you in the listening time right now? We're we about are, 121. Uh, like 120, 121. Okay, that's where I'm at right now too. Yeah, that sounds like a lie. And again, it's 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 a great again another great you know bit of marketing cross marketing of the music and the movie together. Um, you know, and, and if people remember like what came after this was uh, Doc and breaking up. Well, yeah, Doc and breaking up. <laughs> close sure. close up on his teeth. But uh, they had uh, so there was. Another Friday the Thirteenth? They make a part four? They totally did. Friday the Thirteenth? They made like ten. Or no, no, no. A, a Nightmare on Elm Street part four. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh, yeah. and who who did the heart heavy metal theme for that one? Not included here. That's a bonus. That's Vinny, right? It's gonna be Vinny, and then yeah. the Slaughter guys doing uh, Love Kills. <sighs> and after that, I think you're gonna get some fat boys. <laughs> <laughs> so they changed direction, or maybe it was orderlies with knives. I, th- I think it was Fat Boys, and then after that, it went to like uh, DJ oh. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So Nightmare on My Street. Yeah. So you you see how it, like the the curve changes real quick, but this was awesome, dude. I like Disorderlies. Me too, actually. It's a great movie, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like three Ralph Bellamy. Yeah, it's so good, man. <laughs> like if I if I could like snap my fingers, I'd have like a like a framed photo of the of what the was four the of Beach them. Boys cover they did? Dude, Wipeout. I freaking Wipeout. love that. I play that Wipeout. all the time, dude. I know every word. I've got the, I've got the rap down. I've got that. <laughs> all right, I'll put that. In my can you do tape. the Can you can you do the beatbox in there, Dave? Yeah, dude. Human beatbox. Put that in your mixtape. I already dude. told. I already threatened you guys that mine might be <laughs> '90s hip hop. Like, dude, I'm dead. I'm I'm dead serious, dude. My '80s my and kid, '90s hip hop. My kid, we got a playlist playlist for everything, man. I don't and care I'm, for his guitar, by the way. Sorry, to get back to the like, video. You don't like the Mr. The Scary actual guitar, guitar or the plane? That's Mr. Scary. The, the actual hate, guitar. I hate that guitar. It's called Mr. Scary. That's the first yeah. reason I hate that guitar. I mean, he played that guitar. Oh, because it's not called Hydra. Yeah, just like give it a stupid name. He, he had a few signatures though. He had those ZSP, like he had the Tiger Stripe guitars. And I like the, the other ones. I just don't like that. The one. Um, the one I liked was that quasi like what is it? Like, like the military one. The military one. Yeah, the, it was like it looked like a bomber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't I don't generally like military themed stuff, but as guitars go, those ESPs he had were pretty cool. But Mr. Scary's stupid. But it, it, it fit the theme of the song and the video, and 
it's still friggin' awesome. I like Mr. Skin. And, and Patricia Arquette's pretty fucking awesome, too. I forgot she was in that. I didn't even know oh, yeah. who she was until she was in that TV show where she was a, like a, a medium. Oh, oh boy. Nice. No, yeah. This I, I don't know if this was her first movie, but like. No. Yeah. It's just, you know, she and her sister were in movies like, you know, going back into the 80s here. Yeah. So uh, from here we go to. Uh, Ooh, I like this one, too. Dude, I don't. Let's see what do we got. David will like this one. Ooh. No, no, oh, I don't think I will. As soon as you said I, I you liked it, song. I think as soon as you said the, you liked it, I'm like, I'm done. This, this, <laughs> this is oh, the I'm one sorry. that kind of like got me thinking about this entire theme because it came up and I'm going, holy shit! I totally forgot about Sammy doing, you know the, uh, you know the the lead song for this really trite. Uh, Sylvester Stallone trucking and also arm competitive wrestling. Competitive hand wrestling <laughs> movie. Can I, can I tell you? Over the top. Me and my buddies were just talking about this movie yesterday. And everybody, like the four of us, are standing there. And all at once, everybody's doing their. It's like when I turn this hat around, it's like a switch goes on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Every one of us, like, simultaneously unprompted started doing our best Stallone. It, 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 is, it is like a super dumb 80s movie. And this is a super dumb song, too. But I love them both. You know? Um, I, I love, like, the sort of, like... Uh, really sort of like there goes the hat right now the, the, the excessive machismo that's going on in the film and stuff and the, like even one of the wrestlers sort of like intimidates sammy calls him like a surfer boy um uh, it's just it's just like, you're, you're gonna say that to sammy hagar come on dude um but uh I'm, I'm sammy responds by like wearing a t-shirt and some like jamma shorts and no shoes and he starts just rocking it. And this, again, like, bring out the keyboard synths. Oh, he's moving his fingers. He's going over the top. Oh, yeah. When he, yeah, when he does this, that's how you know. That's his Popeye opening I'm the can of spinach I'm not comfortable with how shit. funky this is. But, uh, John, I think we, we, we saw this in the theater, too. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Um... I don't know. Sammy was obviously doing a lot of like movie soundtracks. I, I could have put on stuff from heavy metal, but that would have just been a little obvious. Uh, whether, He's like the or, Kenny or, Loggins or, of 80s or, or, or even, yeah, even his. Uh, he also did the soundtrack song for Fast Times at Ridgemont High too. If you don't remember that, yep. So really? that heavy metal, this shit wreck that you got here. <laughs> you know, he's basically like. Almost like Kenny Loggins doing like yeah. 80s sort of like, I'm going to do like the, the pick you up anthemic power pop song. He did the Twister song with Van Halen. And Oh, I love that song. That was a great song. Yeah, Humans Being. Yep. Yeah. And this is after he was already in Van Halen. He didn't need the check anymore. Was he, was he in Van Halen at this point? Yes. Yeah, 85. He joined Van right? Halen in 86. So. Well, this must have been something he had in the can because it smells bad. <laughs> because, like, the stuff that he put out on his solo record after he joined Van Halen was, like, really good stuff. Like, the self-titled record. 
Yeah, I never said goodbye. Is this on that? Um, I don't know, I know if it, this it, is no, on a studio. You, you, is it? You'll be hard pressed to find this. It's on like one of his greatest hits records. Yeah, probably on the Red Album or something like that. Yeah. It's called. Mm. But yeah, again, like Sammy at like his most sort of like charismatic and handsome performer stuff, and now he's also going to like challenge. I always like how they like stage a scene in the videos where the performer meets the actor from the film and Sammy's now going to like <laughs> do some uh, arm wrestling with uh, with Sly Stallone. And yeah. this is not going to go well. I just just <laughs> at least we get let me get the taste out of my mouth with this next okay. one. Okay, is, is it vomit? Uh-oh. Better no. not be. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. Oh. Scream until you like it. Oh, wait. Sammy's going to get him. Wait a second. I did not see that coming. Yep. Winner takes it all. The, the winner being Sammy. No, I mean, we're in we're into Ghoulies territory now. Yeah, Ooh, and Okay, and also, yeah, so here we I go was... with... Uh, you, you, if you haven't seen Ghoulies 1... Well, then you're missing out a lot. Uh, so you just come into the sequel, Ghoulies 2, and, it, you know, characters have changed, the location has changed, Ghoulies, pretty much the same. They come out of a big vat of, like, some, some sort of, like, chemical goo, and they just go on doing their same sort of, like, evil Muppet shit, which is mostly just sort of, like, popping out of toilets, chugging your beer... In this one, they're like terrorizing a, a like a like a really sort of like small scale carnival, um, and they inhabit the the Satan's den or something. I guess it's it's a it's a good watch. There's, there's this a is lot such of a great song and such a shitty movie. Yeah, but you you, you appreciate it for what it is. This yeah, is I mean, in, in '87, I really liked Wasp, and I really didn't see this movie. Yeah. Well, this I don't. This didn't appear on any of their, uh, you know, studio albums. It shows up on um, the in the raw record, which was like mostly live music. So this is like the one studio track in that. Um, but you, you you get the sense of like how it how it works, like Wasp being who they are in terms of like their image, their sound. So they're gonna fit into like yeah, a kind of like goofy low budget horror movie yeah. I, I want to say like there's there's another film too where they I'm thinking of maybe Fright Night or something and I'm maybe getting it wrong but uh, you know the, no, they, they're actually movie performing there. live yeah there's a mo- I don't know about the live piece I'm trying to think of a movie that like there's one of those stereotypical scenes where like the parent comes in and the kid's listening to stuff on his headphones and he takes the headphones off and it's like animals playing or something. Right. But I, uh, I want to think that there's, yeah, there's there's definitely a movie where Wasp is actually performing live. I'm surprised you don't have a website called like Metal in the Movies <laughs> that you can reference. This. Yeah, I, I think it's also called Wikipedia too. Yeah. John, like Johnny plays Wasp in his car in uh, Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. But this again, another 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 great video where you get like combination of you know Blackie hanging out with some of the ghoulies. Yeah, I totally whole, remember that. Right, doing his whole thing, 
and you get scenes from the film uh, where people are being tortured. It kind of fits in with the with the theme of the song. Obviously, like Wasp at this point was doing a whole lot of like uh, fun BDSM shit with their with their lyrics and whatnot in their stage show. Really controversial, and you got to figure like a almost a really kind of powder puff horror movie like this with Muppets and all. Um, kind of it kind of adds to the mystique of it. And John, did we see this in the theater too? Uh, ghoulies are less than zero. <laughs> Uh, no, are we on to less than zero now? We yeah, are yeah. now. Uh, okay, well. We saw Ghoulies 1 in the theater. I don't remember seeing 2. I mean, I, I, I've I, seen it, but not. I don't remember seeing it in the theater. I, yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe of like Critters 2, but like we definitely yeah. saw, uh, you know, the Ghoulies first 2 Ghoulies. might have been directed video. <laughs> yeah. It might have been. Yeah, it, so this it, in, it in the been. film, this was what? This was like in the drugged out club scene this this song was playing, I think. The Inagata de Vida? Yeah. Yeah, so here, here we got... Party. Either, I, it's been a long time. So this this is Slayer doing a cover of the Iron Butterfly song, Inagata de Vida, from the 1987 film, uh, Less Than Zero. And it just shows up for like a little bit where like uh, Andrew McCarthy is like looking for his friend Julian who is uh, a really troubled drug addict and he can't find him at this club. He opens this, he goes into this club and they're playing this song, just a little clip. And John had the the soundtrack to this record. Otherwise, I yeah. might not have ever It's a good soundtrack. It. It's a great soundtrack. I got yeah. it as, uh, as a birthday present on cassette. Yeah, so it's got like, uh, it's, it's basically like, Bands doing covers. Yeah, the whole you know, thing is covers. Yeah, you know what's I think a great. Thing, this was like, this was not like the whole Rick thing. Rubin. Bring the noises on there. Bring the noises on there. But you know what's yep. a great cover on that song is uh, Aerosmith doing "Rock and Roll Pneumonia," and the really boogie woogie blues. Yeah. Super groovy. Yeah, yeah. really and, good. Uh, the the Bangles song rock and roll is great. Going back Bangles, to Cali's on that. Dude, Bangles doing "Hazy Ooh. Shade of Winter." That that's is right. one of my favorite yeah, guitar that's a good tracks of the year. Really good. So yeah. good. Man. That, really, I think that, really that was awesome. definitely like a Rick Rubin joint, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and you got Glenn uh, Danzig and the Power the and Fury Orchestra doing uh, less than zero. You and me, less than zero. I love that song too. Yeah. No. Again, like a, a, a great sort of. And again, like this. This goes back. If you want to, uh, we could. We just goes all the way back to uh, George Lucas with his film like American Graffiti and like the great sort of fusion of music and film, whether it's diegetic or non-diegetic, really kind of brings like a whole different sort of like vibe to uh, to a particular film. And from from there, you you get like everything that comes thereafter. And it's not like necessarily just like musicals or whatnot, but uh, you get you know bands who are making new music. For uh, you know, for new films, um, where are we at with uh, Ingata Davida? Three minutes. About about a yeah, about a minute left, I guess. All right. Yeah, it's a good track. I mean, does Slayer do covers? They did the Jews Priest tune, right? What they did Born to Be done? Wild. Really? There's a video did on my they? screen That's here what? that says Slayer okay. Born to Be Wild. Colin's so. yeah, lathering up right now. They did. <laughs> they did uh, dissident aggressor, which That's is a actually great so is version. David. David's yeah, favorite Jews priest song. This is my favorite Jews, my second favorite Jews priest song. 
All right. And, and, and I, of course, now. include the video clip because this comes yeah. to us from, And, Michael, uh, I thank you for that because I hate this song. But I <laughs> love too. this movie. I, 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 I don't know if I like the movie because I haven't seen it in a while. I, I, but I, We talked about it, and it was I probably saw it I don't know, less than a year ago. It's kind of <laughs> great. Well, and, and again, like, whenever, like, Robert Downey Jr. just shows up in a film where he's like, like the co-star. It's going to be great. Yeah, you know, whether back it's to school, back back to school, or like uh, <laughs> Weird, Weird Science, Science. again, yeah. teaming up here with Michael Anthony Hall again, um, and, and a young and, and, Uma, and a young Uma, like her. I think this is her second I think, film. I think it's her point. first movie. This is her second film. I, I did it? a little. I did a little research. Also, yeah. I checked out Celebrity Nudes. Uh, but uh, that's besides the point. But uh, again, the the title of the of the film is Johnny Be Good. So why not do the actual Chuck Berry song from 1958? Oh, so bad. This is but so also awesome. Like Judas Priest, do it. Yeah, uh, he did such a good job with it. I'm going to tell you, I don't really like Judas Priest that much, but I like this song, and I'll tell you why. And I I don't know if I told you this before, but every kid who plays guitar learns Johnny Be Good. Okay. And the fact that this one has like those little groovy parts in there, they're not in there, right? It's just 12-bar blues. And it's the the song you learn, the Chuck Berry version is is really focused on that like that like bendy guitar solo riff, not on the driving nature of the song. And I think it's pretty good. That's what makes it rock and roll and not, you know, rhythm and blues. Uh, and, and again, it, it, it's it's not a horrible version. Again, you know, in in, in the time w- when this came out, again, like the, the combined excitement of better than I don't Turbo know, Lover, a, another Brat Pack movie, though, is it? sort of tangentially, and Judas Priest. <laughs> it was good. Such face when I said that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what re- did this come out on a record? Did it come out on? Yes, like, it's uh, on Ram It Down. It's on Ram, Ram It Down. Down. Okay. And at that point, I was turboed out. So it was like, holy fuck. Dude, there were commercials on TV for Ram It Down. Yeah. Well, because yeah, they, well, they needed to push you know that why. record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they, were, they were definitely trying to ram it down people's throats. And this is this is how you would do it, too. Movie's uh, so good. Jim McMahon. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's right. Jim McMahon. It's been a long yeah. time. I don't even. What was the premise of the movie? I saw the movie and don't remember it's, a thing it's, about it's it. It's a young high school quarterback, a small town high school quarterback who's being recruited by all the top schools in the nation. There is Jimmy Mac. And, yeah. you know, his girlfriend doesn't want him to leave town. His coach, his coach is going to try and get a deal having him sign with one of the bigger schools. And he goes out and tests the waters on those schools and ends up going to, uh, ends up keeping him with Thurman and going to junior college. Because that's totally how it works if you're going to be a pro quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and but obviously it's 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 a romantic comedy, so like that's that's how that's going to work. He's not going to end up doing like the the Todd Marinovich stuff. It's a good movie. Oh, that's a callback. Shot in Texas. <laughs> oh, was he shot in Texas? Austin, yeah. Oh, the film was shot in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Marinovich was shot no. in Texas. <laughs> what? Wow. Throw this all the way back to 1963. Not that far, but you know, you get the idea. Yeah, you know, who's the, who the guy? 
Who's the, the, the Johnny with the money and stuff? Johnny, how, how did he make out in the in the, in the NFL? Which Sorry, one is that? Oh, I, I yeah, no, he he was he was he a panned bust. out. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, so maybe uh, Michael Anthony Hall made the right decision. At Are this you guys point. still talking about something else right now? We're talking about, talking about football, football, bro. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I don't know. Right. You want to talk about something else? Or talk no, about I just, I, you know, I, I zoned out for a second and I, I came back right. and you guys were Pour yourself slid another drink. into Iron Eagles Never Say Die. Oh my gosh. Ooh, here you go. This is coming from, of course, one of somebody's favorite bands, uh, King you? Cobra. Somebody's. Is it you? Also, if you could like detect like a little theme kind of creeping up here, what? it's going to be Lewis Jenner. These are going to be like sequels, and also they're going to be very subpar movies. And also, they're going to like uh, try to like power pack it with like what they think is going to be an interesting sort of like heavy metal combo. Here's the thing, though: King Cobra's Iron Eagle song isn't for the sequel. It's for the first movie. Yeah, I was going to say this says Iron Eagle. The, the, sequ- the sequel is Queen's One Vision. <laughs> Yeah, that song is a good. better song. That song's great. Wait a second here. Fried chicken. Where am I? You are right. So that that's my typo then. Yeah, this yeah. is from the original. Right. The first Iron movie. Eagle. Yep. Yes. This is this is actually from uh Otherwise this song would be called Iron Eagle 2, Never Say Die. <laughs> yes. Never say <laughs> die this, again. I think what I was saying is like this came from like uh King Cobra's second record. Never stop so, never dying. So yeah. <laughs> and, and and again, um Never Harder. Yeah, we 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 definitely saw Iron Eagle at the showcase and uh Damn Yeah, but the big song came from Iron Eagle 2. Yeah. And and that was what again? One Queen's One Vision. Okay, yeah. Ur. He just yeah. needed. It. Just pretend it's yeah. from the second one, and that Michael got his King Cobra fix. <laughs> no, and, and again, this guy's it, like the, out. This guy's like out of breath singing. <laughs> the, the, the the video is so great because this is definitely like the band, like doing acting in the video, like actually like cutting their hair. I think and, a piece has it in them. I, maybe they got I, I so stuff. wish I knew the backstory about how a band as small as King Cobra <laughs> got the title track headline song in this year on a movie. Was, How uh, the fuck it, did it, that it, happen? Advocacy of Lou Gossett Jr. His daughter was dating Carmine Apiece. <laughs> as but, much as I love King Cobra, this song is terrible. Oh no! It's it's totally terrible. Like th- this, this is like is the sort of shit that like dreadful. I mean, there were so I've never many seen this bands video in 1986 that could have been the headline. I'm listening this to this one in the gym tomorrow morning. Oh man, th- this is great. Like some people, like if you go to like if you follow the the, the remarks there or the the comments, it's like, dude, this is like my favorite gym song. Like, for which which purposes? A, a piece apathy is that? Is it Carmine? It's Carmine. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, God, this band looks obviously stupid. they look it, like Kraftwerk. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's anthemic. It's wow. patriotic. It's basically a top. They're not even smart movie. enough to know that's an insult. And also, you get like second grade, sort of like not Kenny Loggins doing Danger Zone shit. You get you get this, which is <laughs> in its own way 
completely oh. awesome. Dude, I want this movie so to bad. be... I want this movie to be they like the like backstory. They look like Team America. Yeah, they oh. do, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at him. He's just right there. He just keeps working the like the... You know the the stationary bike and stuff. Look at Carmine thank, running. Thank God Maverick came out. Jeez. I, I, I want this movie to be the backstory for Enemy Mine. Oh, Enemy God. Mine's an infinitely better film. My eyes wow. have never been treated to this, and this is just dreadful. Oh, oh yeah. God, well, you're, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome, and everybody oh. out there listening to it, you are welcome too. Michael's list is coming in for the land. We, we could have got Queen. We should have had Queen. Also, you I'll can, put you could make your own list. I'm not familiar belly with Iron Eagle Two. Does it not? Does that star Jason Patrick? Uh, yes. Oh, wait a second. Does the first one star Jason Patrick yes. or like the other guy? Now no, this both. is a song. Lou Gossett Jr. and Jason Patrick. Are we on yet? I thought we were still listening to the parade. Oh, I, ju- no, I, now, I, now I jumped over to Terminator. All right, I couldn't yeah, handle no, any more guns that. and roses. So we're gonna we're gonna jump forward a little bit here to uh, 1991 mm. with a little film called uh, Terminator 2: Judgment Day, which featured like this otherwise little-known band called Guns N' Roses, and they provide uh, kind of a leftover song from uh, the Appetite Days called "You Could Be Mine," and this was like. Oh my gosh, was this like cocaine dipped in other cocaine? It's like, what what, what sort of expectations were there for like Cameron's film? Super high. And then expectations for like Guns N' Roses and their, their, their most recent music? You got them both. And then you got like, you got to watch this music video for like, I don't know, what was it like two months before the movie came out? Yeah, and the first we talked about this one as well. The first time you could hear this song was in the pinball machine, like when okay, the Guns yeah. N' Roses pinball machine came out. You could be mine was like a bonus track on the machine. Really? Yeah. I just thought and, this song felt so out of place for me. Like Guns N' Roses just didn't seem like a it's band. It's barely that did a in song. the movie. It, but the video was was like a Terminator video. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I just, I just thought that they seemed so much like a band that did not do soundtrack songs. Um, but you know, I, I, I would think like um, that's you know, all. given gi- given the budget of the film and given you know what uh, Guns N' Roses had had done previously, it's like it was like a great sort of marriage marketing wise, and it and it totally worked out. You know? Yeah, you, you got to figure the soundtrack for this probably came out on Geffen. Yeah, it totally did. And it's leading up to Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which this was going to be on. So, yeah, time no, together. So it, 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 it totally works, too. And, and Guns N' Roses was like in a, like a long dry spell, too. Like there was, you know, you know when, when did Appetite come out? 87. This movie, this, this movie comes out. And uh, 91, there's four years. Four years, shit, that barely spans, you know, from the, you know, what, what we were just looking at now in our retrospective from like 85 with, uh, you know, with, with the, I was going to almost say square peg. Sorry, Jenny Lewis. Wow. But uh, it's your move. Yeah, I'm like, reading uh, a bit on how this came to be. Yeah, Robert, no, Robert Patrick, whose brother had been playing guitar with Nine Inch Nails on the road, had been had been pushing James Cameron to put 
uh, had like a hole in in Terminator 2. He was pushing for Nine Inch Nails to do the song. Ooh. And Jim yeah. Cameron said, no, Arnold prefers Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and really? That, and that was that. That was probably like the last time Arnold had like a, an, an extra producer sort of credit. But Yeah. I, it was also the last time anyone asked Robert Patrick what he thought. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but that would have been that would have been, well. He also went on to do uh, what did Robert Patrick do? What was the name of that band? Filter. Well, he's a, no, that's Richard Patrick. Okay, yeah, R- Richard Patrick's in Filter. Robert Patrick is the the neo Nazi on Peacemaker. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. T one thousand. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Robert. Patrick. Oh, that guy. Yeah. They're not. They're not related. They he's are. also they're in nineteen twenty three now. Okay, so that's that's what I thought. Hold on a second. You totally said related. that guy played guitar with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, the Richard Patrick was a touring guitarist in the early days of Nine Inch Nails, and then, like Mike said, they like he was the guy who went on to create Filter, the band uh, Filter. Yeah. So hey, man, nice shot. That's him. Yeah, he also does that that really sort of like weepy kind of. Palette. I want to say he might have played in Guns and Roses too. What? Shit, who hasn't at this point? David, were you in Guns N' Roses for a little bit? Yeah, right after Probably. Buckethead. <laughs> but uh, again, like a, a great fusion, you know, again, just this is what MTV did so well. Was like, how can we like cross market shit? So like, we don't even have to like show you commercials for movies anymore because the movies are already in the video. So you you're buying music, you're buying movies. You're buying the T-shirts for the movie and the band, and it's a uh, it's it's a win-win all around. It's, Do you think uh, they had and, that that monetization figured out back then? Yeah, they totally did. They totally they, did. You think they could have made more money, or you think they made more money than they could have? I think they did pretty all right. Yeah, you know, I I think movies that uh, like again like go back to that. Uh, uh, you know, Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, Part Six. I think you know more people saw that because shit, it's it's plastered all over MTV, and it, it, it creates a buzz, it creates excitement. Again, like people who are listening to this today, like they like, well, I never saw that on my Instagram feed. Like, wasn't there? There's no email. You're not getting it in your fanzine either, bro. There were there was so much synergy back then with movies and music and you know labels and studios like because all of those you had stuff coming out like Dokken being tied to Dream Warriors because there was money to be made they were leaving it on the floor if they didn't do some sort of tie-in you know and then then you got the albums that surpassed the movie they were in like you know Whitney Houston's The Bodyguard. What's that went, movie about? Went wild. It's about a bodyguard. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, you know, same same with Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump had a double CD set that was nothing new on it. All all oldies. Yeah. But tied to the movie, and it was the number one album of the year. Right. Like the same thing with like the Big Chill record. Yep. Or Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Or flash Dance. Footloose. Yeah. Flop, 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 Footloose. Flop. Yeah. You know, like there's, again, there's like so many big tie-ins just with with uh, with popular music. So it's like, you know, again, go back, like I said, to, to George Lucas, you know, tying in all the, you know, those the, the songs from the '50s in his 19, you know, 73 film, American Graffiti. Yeah, it's kind of like a genius move. 70, yeah, 73. I'm gonna say 73. I'm gonna go with that. 73. 
Yeah. So I was young, two. Young Ronnie Howard and. Uh, yep. There you go. Harrison Wolfman, Williams is in Wolfman it. Jack. Harrison Ford. Cindy Williams. Mm. Yep. Lots, lots of actors in there. I'm going to hold my Wolfman Jack impression for some other time. You should maybe, maybe for the weekend metal. Same for the weekend metal. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think back then. I mean, even now, dude. I when people are like, "We're making money doing this," I'm like, "Yeah, how?" <laughs> I, and back yeah, then, I wasn't I know, even man. thinking like, about they're, it. There, there's still those movie tie-ins. Disney still does them, you know, now and again. Disney still usually gets a pop artist to record whatever mm. the main song is, you know, in 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 their current animated feature. But they do it still with their live action films as well. You know, you look at Black Panther, and and they had. The uh, the hip hop soundtrack that went along with Black Panther. It's a great yeah, record. They, yeah, they it's had like the whole really the, the, good. They had that whole Kendrick Lamar record. It's like Ken, that's, Ken, that's dope the one, shit. the Kendrick Lamar Black Panther record. And yeah. then you know Black Panther two comes out, and Rihanna did the song for that. So there's still I got you. These songs still exist. You know they're they're fewer and far between. Yeah. Entombed did Wolverine blues. Yeah, <laughs> but not anymore, right? Now now they don't have the Marvel cover anymore. <laughs> Now, oh. now that the cover changed, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, this looks great. Let's put it on. Holy crap! Well, you see John like a, just a, from a distance, like a, a CD sailing out the window. Yeah, I was into it. <laughs> Look, that's not what I had in mind. I All thought right. you Jackson would fucking sing this. <laughs> Call him, look at that. Janet's despair. Perfect. The timing, the timing is impeccable. You can't beat that with a stick. All right. So uh, there, there, there you have it, everybody. There is uh, Metal Goes to the Movies Mixtape. Brought to you by Mike. Do you need more uh, alliteration? It's not bad. Not. You know what, Mike? I really thought it was going to be a flop. Okay. Well, thank you, David, for your uh, lowered expectations and uh, your actual appreciation of it david's up next david's mixtape is next that's right okay so uh we'll we will look forward to that bit of nonsense i guess shortly Uh, so that was uh that was uh that was that was fun guys you know it was a good little exercise and a lot of uh you know, going down old memory lane and the whole sort of audio-visual of uh, music and movies and also TV shows. Yeah, some of them were quite good, and then some of them were King Cobra. Yeah. Well, the King Cobra, it will grow on you. We'll play One Vision. (laughs) (laughs) That'll take us out. David, land this plane. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for listening this far as to get to the part where we say thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on the socials. We're on Instagram at Metal Podcast. We're on Twitter, M-A-M-H Pod. We're on Facebook. Search for Middle-Aged Metalheads. We're the big group, not the tiny group. And in the meantime, go back, listen to these episodes from long years past. Share them with your friends. Share them with your dog. And uh, plaster stickers all over the place, even when you're not supposed to. There you go. That's the best On behalf way of... Yes. The Metal Lord Colin Bosler and John Harden. I'm David Timoney. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>